Welcome to Jesus Dates. You watch all these things on TV, right? And you're like, that could never happen to me. And then the moment it does, you're like, oh my gosh, this is, is this reality? Like, what's happening? Like, I, you refuse to believe it. about how God is moving in the lives of everyday people. Whether God has saved them from a fiery furnace or simply spoke to them in a Starbucks, we get to hear all about it right here on Jesus Dates. Well, I think the, the majority of us already know that I'm a twin. So an identical twin. So I guess now everybody knows. Yeah, um, secret's out. Secret's out. Uh, he lives in California, so unfortunately we're not together. I have uh, another brother, another older brother, six years older, and then a sister who's 10 years older. So with your twin, uh-huh. wait, so you don't have any younger siblings though? No, Josh is the, the youngest, oh, so, so I'm he's... older by 15 minutes. Oh, Josh is the baby. He's the baby. So are you guys identical in personality? No, well, identical in looks, not personality. We're actually opposites in personality. So I have a more outgoing personality. He's more of like intricate to himself, like... I'll be a friend if you come be my friend first. Oh, okay. So, you know, people got to approach him more. Okay. So, mm-hmm. but you guys all have the same likes and dislikes or no? Uh, for the most part, uh, growing up, we had similar. We're really big into sports. All the shows we watch together. You know, he wouldn't... Uh, on the weekends, I'd probably be more social with our friends and he would probably just stay at home and chill. Um, but other than that, interest basically the same. So, and I'm, I've always been curious about this with twins... Do you guys love being twins? Like, would you rather be... Was there ever, like, a time where you guys were like, man, oh, no, like, we're, like, so much like, I just want to be my own person. I no. think it's the way you look at it, but people think it's weird having somebody else that looks like you, but if you would ask either one of us, I don't think we would trade it for anything. Uh, it's definitely a blessing having having a twin. I would... If everybody could have a twin, I would highly recommend it, Aww. but it's not everybody's choice, but it was, it, it was great. So it's... It's, you know, when you grow up, people always ask, well, do you feel the same things that he does? Yeah, I was gonna, I was just gonna ask you that. Like, is twin telepathy a thing? You know what? If you had asked me this growing up, I would have been like, no, because we're always together. So it's like, maybe we, like, for the most part, we feel the same thing. But, you know, now that we're apart, I definitely feel more of a connection. Like, if something's wrong with him, I can't sleep that night. Really? So, so do you end up calling him or anything? Or? Yeah. So I'll shoot him a text in the middle of the night, and you know, he has um, he has a two year old, uh, okay. two year old boy, Noah. Um, so if either him or Noah has problems in the night, I'll text him. I'll be like, "Is something wrong?" He'll be like, "Noah's sick," or "I'm not feeling good." So I'll definitely feel that, and it's weird that that happens now that we're apart rather than we were together. Yeah. But it's definitely. Um, so it's a real thing. It is a real thing. I don't want people to think like other people are making yeah. it up or anything, but it definitely happens. But it, for us, it happens more when we're apart. He feels the same way. Like if I'm stressed out during the week, it just actually happened like two days ago. He's like, are you all right, man? And I was like, yeah, I'm just a little stressed out. I haven't been sleeping. He's like, dude, I haven't been sleeping at all. Wow. So it's it's a little rough being across um, the U.S. from each other. He's in California. I'm in here. I'm here in Florida. So, um, So it's definitely more difficult, but yeah, it's a real thing. What brought you here to Florida? Uh, uh, I think it was an array of things. Um, you know, I had been in Maryland my entire life. That's where I grew up. Uh, okay. Went to went around the block for some schools. You know, I was at 
Texas my first year, and then I was at back home, and then I was finished off at Union College. Good but old Mar- Lincoln, Nebraska. Good old Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah. But Maryland's, oh man, I've been there forever. And then we went back there. I was working sales there, and then, you know, Jamie, my fiance. So what's Jamie like? She's, okay. Uh, she's, <laughs> she's great. Uh, uh, I couldn't ask for a better partner in life, so I'm really excited. We're actually getting married next month. Yeah. So it's really exciting. Um, Where are you getting married? We are getting in Mexico. Uh, Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Yay! Yeah. So, small that destination is super wedding. Excited! Wow! So almost thirty and don't about say to that. get married. Yeah, don't say that. Uh, Man, real life is is happening. It's, yeah, it's it's hitting me in the face. But uh, Maryland was there for a while, so we just decided to give something new. Um, there was some issues at the time going on, um, and I think it was the best thing for us to get out and not be intertwined with those. Um, and there was more opportunities, you know, she's a PTA, she was finishing up school at the time. Um, and there was definitely more opportunities down here for her to get a job. And so I snagged up the job where I'm currently at. I'm doing, um, medical sales, which is not the best industry to be in. Um, I wouldn't say I I like it. Um, I do it for the income right now, but it was more about just starting fresh. Um, we have a bunch of friends down here too. So that was an additional bonus and, uh, more of a, uh, more the reason why we moved down here what is one story that you can share with me that you look back and you're saying hey god definitely was working in my life or you felt him in your life in some way shape or form i think it's more the simplicity of how god has been uh in in and out of my life um you know just a, a quick sum up of my family background is you know i have uh Three other siblings, um, divorced parents. Um, so that was a little bit rough for all four of us. And I think it ended up taking its toll on the majority of us. Just, it definitely wears on you. Have they been divorced for a really long time? or? Uh, they got divorced, let's see, when I was probably, it was when I was younger. It was somewhere between probably 8 and 11, I want to say. I can't remember the exact time. So they've been divorced ever since. Okay. And during that time, it's, it's kind of like the divorce where... They don't talk to each other. They talk to each other through us, which was difficult okay. because you can't really, at that point when you're when you're young and you're going through school and stuff, you really don't want to be the focal point of their problems. But you know, it, it so ends, you end up kind of being the the middleman. Yeah, you're the messenger, which everybody wants to kill the messenger. So yeah, at that time it's just rough. It's just there's different family dynamics that you have to get used to. You know, they want time with the kids. You know, my dad wanted time with the kids, so it ended up being like a split, either a week and a week or two weeks and two weeks. There's always that time, and I know other other people can relate to this, where you feel like you kind of have to, you're being pressured to pick one parent over the other. Yeah, I always wondered that. It wasn't, ours wasn't probably the extreme, but there was definitely those moments where it's like, well, do you like your dad better? Do you like your mom Mm -hmm. better, you know? And I think we can relate to each one individually on different points. Yeah. You know, during different times of our lives, we definitely spent more time with our dad and then more times with our mom. So we tried to even it out. But you realize, you know, later on in life, it does take a toll on you mentally. Does it get harder the older you get? I don't know. I was, I've always been curious about that. I, you know, when I talk about it, I think it's harder when you get older or as you get older. Um, I would say maybe from 18 on, it gets hard. You know, with the way you look at life, when you're older, it's different, especially when you're doing relationships. 
Hmm. So I think it took its yeah. toll on, I would say, all four of us relationship-wise of how we view relationship, how you view Absolutely. love or spending the rest of your life with somebody. It definitely always makes you think twice um, about it. And um, you really just don't want to revert back to your parents' habits thing. And I think that subconsciously was in mine and all four of our heads. It's like it, you don't want to end up being a failure because yeah. it ends up there's more parties involved and ends up wearing on everybody but you know three of us took it okay and then i think it ended up weighing on my sister uh, a little bit more growing up josh and i were really close yeah but you know you're always closer maybe with one sibling or the other so josh was always closer with my old brother and i was always closer with my sister Um, yeah she's a unique individual more of an outgoing personality which i was drawn to um, they have a beautiful son, Maverick, which he's the cutest kid. He's the smartest kid. Um, he's he's going to be three this year. And, like, Jamie and I were with him when he, we feel like he's our own kid. Yeah. You know, we, you know, upbringing, we were there for the first two years of when he grew up, and it was great. Then my sister and her husband wound up going through a difficult time. She had some instances with her husband which weren't the best. She, Like I said, she's an, she's an extremist. So when she doesn't feel something, she needs to get attention from somewhere, in a sense. You know, I think having Maverick kind of took a, a toll on their relationship. And you could say it's post... What's the word for it? Postpartum? Yeah. Depression? Yeah. And I think that hit her really bad because Christy never really wanted to have kids. And she always viewed Josh and I as her kids because she's 10 years older. So she helped oh, go okay. through that process with my mom and stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, I think she felt like the next step in her life was having a child. And I think it just messed with her, you know? I don't... It's hard for yeah. a male to go explain to, that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think it did hit her hard afterwards. And I know she loves Maverick. It's just, you know, when, you, when you're going through the, the changes, the body changes, and you're not getting enough affection, unfortunately, she ended up going elsewhere for the affection, which made the, the instance between her and her husband um, bigger, and it led to things spiraling out of control, I guess. I got a call in the middle of the night about, you know, an altercation, and um, I sprinted over there. At that time, uh, Jamie and I moved five minutes up the road, so we were still there. Um, I sprinted over there, and, you know, I'll never forget it. I won't be too descriptive on it, but, you know, that that image will never leave my head of what happened. Um, it's just like, it's like I said, it's it's surreal. And I think at that moment, you know, she called me first because I would be the, I'd, I'd do anything for her. Like, I would die for her. Yeah. And um, you watch all these things on TV, right? Mm. And you're like, that could never happen to me. Um, and then the moment it does, you're like, oh my gosh, this is, is this reality? Like, what's happening? Like, I, you refuse to believe it. You refuse to believe that this is happening, that what can I do to help you? You're in shock for a while because you don't know what to do. It's, it, sometimes you don't know how to support those situations. Yeah. As a brother, like you really want to protect her or help her, like jump in and do something for her, but just like didn't know how or all the above. Like the first instinct is like you just want to like protect her. Like I wanted to, I you have to make sure she's okay. I wanted to make sure like Maverick's okay and you know all this stuff. So it's it's very protective, but then you feel helpless because yeah. you're like, where, where, where are we going from here? Unfortunate things just kept spiraling out of control and so that is where things went from there yeah it just they tried to work on it but you know she was still wanting to get attention elsewhere you know still doing her own thing getting affection elsewhere drinking was a big problem and it still is a big problem to this day 
would she still come to you for help or to tell you, to, to be honest with you about things afterwards? Or was it like, hey, I'm going to keep still doing these things, but just... She was always... We always had the relationship where we could tell each other everything. Um, so for the first little bit, she told me everything. And as much as I didn't agree with it, I mean, you, you're not somebody's maker. You can't make the choices for them. But it just kept getting worse to where at the point it's just like... You realize it's not the person you grew up with. It's not. It's not your sister, and yeah. it, it, it's rough. You know, the drinking kept getting so bad, and when a child's involved, it's different. You know, it's just it's it's depressing to see somebody go through those things, and she's still doing that to this day. With your relationship with God in this whole process, has it been like upset or frustrating, or just like, hey, you're non-existent? Right. Um, what has it been? For me, it's always been like I've never not believed that God's there. I think it was just I, I forgot about him. It's not that I did. I would never not believe in him. But, you know, there's so much going on that you forget, you know, because you're just like so focused on what's happening. And then you're focused on how it's affecting your life that I just felt like I forgot him. Yeah, and absolutely. I think that's, you know, where for me personally, just emotionally, I got I got I just got lost in myself and lost with, you know, led me to doing things that I usually don't normally do, drinking a lot more, and, you know, just give a, a sum up, like, you know, alcoholism runs in my family. And it, it definitely took its toll on me, and unfortunately, I just got so lost in the situation and myself. And, you know, I thank Jamie that she was there and still being by my side throughout the entire time. But I just forgot about him, and it's disappointing looking back on it that you want to lean on somebody, and that's when I should have leaned on him. But it's so easy to forget things and forget who's been the biggest impact in your life, whether it's God or somebody else. What's it like now, I guess? Uh, now it's just, it's it's gotten worse. So she's been uh, a couple stints in rehab, outpatient, inpatient. She does the whole thing. Um, to me, the only person that can save her is God. It's everybody in her family's done everything. It's just battling that struggle. I think all the guilt is weighing on her. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think she's fully gotten the guilt off her chest or have that sense of forgiveness that it's really hard to move on from that situation. And until that happens, you know, I don't think she's going to, I think she'll still go through the same habits. And it's unfortunately, it's getting worse. So like what you're saying, where you're like, hey, all of us have tried to help her or mm-hmm. lots of people have tried to help her at this point. It's like, like it, it's, it's God completely having this miracle happen in her life to change it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's truly up to him. And we've, the whole family's been praying. The whole family prays every day for her. There's not a second we don't go by without praying for her daily. And we've all done what we thought we could do. You know, like I said, it's it's really all up to God. And, and if she chooses to let him in, I think if she chooses to just forgive herself, then she'll let it. She'll let the process happen and she'll and she'll be more open to it. Even my, my parents have said it and she'll be like, you know, until you give these problems over to God or you forgive yourself, you're not going to be able to move on from this say that where that happen, right? Where if she was to forgive herself and see this like crazy change of character, it would be like, hey, this is a straight up miracle because what we've seen so far just hasn't hasn't worked. Yeah, no, it would it would be personally the biggest miracle that I've seen in my life if it was to happen. You know, having God be in and out of my life throughout, you know, my life I, you know, I believe that he can still help the situation, and that's basically what we're all grasping onto. Because, you know, for me, there's no, there's nobody else to turn to in these situations. When you're growing up, you can turn to your parents, you can mm. turn to all of them because they can yeah. help her out. But 
as all adults and everything's exhausted their resources, there's really only one, you know, individual that you can turn to. And I think yeah. relying on him, turning in, turning to him in this situation, even though it's not, it's still happening. Yeah. And all you have to do is have faith for it. It's relied on for me to just turn to him in more aspects of my life, which I think has been a blessing on my journey with him. That is super, super beautiful because it's so real. Sometimes when people talk about or like a like a walk with God or, or something that sounds easy or fun or magical, but it's it's probably the most difficult thing you ever go on in your life because yeah things go slower, some things go faster, mm-hmm. and you know I think whether I, I you know I pray every day that this helps to turn out, but even if it doesn't. The one benefit I think that, you know, my family and us have had from it is that I think we've all relied on him more, which has put our relationship with him that much better. Yeah. Having a natural good relationship with with, with God is going through all the bumps and hurdles along the way. Yeah. And that imperfect relationship makes it seem almost perfect. Hmm. Ooh, I love yeah. that. Like if I had somebody to tell me that now... You know, that was older. Hey, yeah. it's going to be rough for like a couple of years. It's not going to get better. You know, you you don't really hear the truth like that. It's more like sugar-coated. Like, yeah, you're going to go up through some ups and downs and stuff. That's all like your, your walk and stuff. But no one really like gives you the... the it's hard... like, hey, you could be walking through the valley for like a really long time. Yeah. Right, because usually when you're when you're praying or you're doing something or you have some little small problem in your job, you have a problem with your job and you want yeah. God to fix it in like two to three weeks. Yeah, no one tells you it could be years. It could Absolutely, be, it could be more than years. And I think you know now knowing that, you're, mm. I'm more mentally prepared for it to take it day by day, rather mm. than just expect something to happen overnight. To wow. see and I wouldn't say enjoy the process, but you definitely have to see and experience the process to enjoy the outcome. So it's the day by day. It's the day by day. As much as I'm praying for it and praying for answers, the answers will come. Whether it's by something small, whether it's by something big. Wow. So really, the conclusion to your story is that it's still happening. Mm-hmm. The conclusion is the conclusion is still yet to come. <laughs> well, I appreciate that you are very real with this. So thank you. Thank you. If you'd like to share your story about how God is moving in your life, leave us a message on our Jesus Dates voicemail number 218-656-0540 or send us a message to our email connect at thecurrentministry.com or Instagram page at thecurrentministry. This podcast is brought to you by The Current Ministry, music by Azrael Post. And this is your host, Molly Duper, thanking you for joining us. And until next time, grab a friend, a cup of joe, and go have your very own Jesus Date. What's the most Minnesotan thing that they've ever, that your soon-to-be in-laws have ever, like, made you do? This is the experience that I'll take to my grave. So, usually for Maryland, Maryland we deal with winter times and stuff, but when it's cold, you know, Christmas lights are on and stuff, we drive through things that involve lights, or if you want to see lights in neighborhood, or if there's, like, a light show, right? Yeah. You drive through it. We went to Duluth. Yeah. Instead of Minnesota, you guys walk through it. In like negative 50 degree weather. Negative 50. It was so cold that I refused to take off my ski mask to drink something hot because like (laughs) the air is so crisp, like like my snot was freezing and I felt like my lungs were freezing. But you guys walk through the lights. I was like, this is unreal. Welcome to the family.